All right, Pastor Henry, you want to come up here? We got a few things to talk about before he speaks. Because we lost two hours of video footage that we had on Friday because of a sound issue, we're going to need to share a little bit about the vision of Uganda and how, um, how, how we came connected and how this thing began. Um, a year ago, Pastor Henry was here, and he, was, uh, he shared. You remember we had a really great night. I remember a guy from Presbytery was here. And I was wondering what he would think. And then we had bodies, like, all over the floor from when they get prayed for. And like, well, it's been a great service. And it was just God really showed up and moved. I believe he's going to do the same today. But uh, we were hanging out later through the week as he was ministering around uh, other places. And when I, I, when I get around this guy, because of what he carries, he pulls stuff out of me that I carry that I don't even know that I carry. I mean, he just all of a sudden I'm saying things to him that I've never said before. So I, we're hanging out at Dallas and Nancy's house in Spruce Pine. And um, I just said, you know, be, I said, the next time I go to Uganda, I said, I want to dig a well. We've been there twice with John and Dave and Mark, and uh, I want to dig a well. And so he goes, that would be, he was trying to say it like, that would be awesome, Pastor. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, you know what would be really awesome is if we had enough money, we'd buy our own well drilling equipment, and then we can go dig a well anywhere we want to. And he goes, and he said, if you do that, you will sit in front of the king. And I said, well, man, I've had prophetic words. I'm supposed to do that. And I've said before, I don't know what I'm going to say when I get there, but praise God, open my mouth and believe God to fill it. So um, since that time, we, we announced that here. We had people here give money towards a well that we did in February, I believe it was, right before COVID. We had plans to do multiple wells. And because of COVID happened, uh, just a lot of different things got shut down. They couldn't do any more wells. But I think most of you have seen the video where we, we, we dug the well. And uh, this well, I can't say the name of that town, but um, it's, it's helping five villages representing 5,280 people. This one well is helping support. And on Facebook, you see it on my page and the church page, the video of these kids playing in the water and, and their parents are crying and they're celebrating. Before they dug the well, they went out there to meet with these leaders of the community to see where we're going to be, who's going to donate the land to give put this well on and they had 60 leaders I believe show up and uh, that 60 leaders represented 2 million people and there was farmers there was uh, every job you can think of pastors there was Muslim people there was all different uh, beliefs and religions and they all came there for the one common belief of that we need water and so he shared the vision with them and this uh, this Muslim man said he goes I don't care what you have to do um, but I would do anything, even up to giving my life, if you will bring clean water to my people. And uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So I want Pastor Henry to come and just share what happened after we dug the well. You went out there to that uh, commencing service, the commissioning service, and then you, um, you got to share with them. We told these guys, wherever we dig a well, we want, to, um, we want to preach the living water of Jesus everywhere we go. And even the Muslim man said, that's fine with me. Just bring us the water. You can do whatever you want. And that's, that's amazing, guys. Amen? That's amazing. So I'll go back. To, I'll bring you up in just a second because I forgot to tell this part. So we're at Dallas and Nancy's. Rewind. And I said, I said about the, our own well. But then later, I started doing some praying into this and looking. There's uh, 40, roughly 45 million people in Uganda, about 93,000 square miles. And I was like, if we dug a well every 20 miles... That is 4,654 wells. Now, that would be adjusted somewhat because Kampala won't need them as much as out in the country like Gomba and different places. But then if we dig um, every 10 miles, that's 9,300. 
307. And so I proposed this to a group of leaders and businessmen with uh, Pastor Tom back in, I don't remember, March maybe or, or April, and asked these men to help financially, men and women, to help financially. This project, if we did 144 wells a year, it'd take me roughly uh, 64 and a half years to cover Uganda. So I think we need to do more than that. But even 140 a year would be $1.188 million a year to do that. And you know, that might sound like a big number, but I don't think that's anything. I don't think that's anything. When people just in our community can build $10 million barns to put horses in, to poop in, and make a mess in, and we can't give people that are dying because they don't have clean water, we can't give them water to drink. There's something not right with our hearts. We want to build a barn for half-million-dollar horses, and we can't give some money. $8,000 gets a well, $8,000, and $10 million for a barn. And so in America, I mean, the Bible talks about Revelation, uh, woe to those who hoard wealth in the last days, right? Woe to those who hoard wealth in the last days. And, guys, they need water. And I want to just ask Pastor Henry, come and share the fruit of that one well, the one well we were able to do this year. And uh, share that story, will you please? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I use this? You, can, you want to use them both? Oh, I use both. Well, you have that one's on. It's on. It's good. Does it feel good? Yeah, it feels good. Okay. That yeah, that's better. Or you can have this if you want. I have both. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Ryan. Yes, this this well's uh, vision is quite amazing, quite amazing. Uh, some of these communities, just to give you a picture, uh, is not in the urban areas. So these are places that are not normally reached with government projects and and all this stuff. Why? Because they are hardly accessible in terms of roads. These kind of communities don't have schools, don't have roads, don't have medical center. So getting there itself is a problem. Now for this particular village that we did this well, um, about 5,000 people. But something interesting happened. After when we were commissioned in the well, I asked the, the, the people who gathered, I said, how many of you would like to give your life to Jesus? And they all put up their hands. And then I said, did you get what I said? I asked, how many of you, because there has to be translation. We have uh, many dialects in Uganda. And then I asked again, put down your hands. <laughs> Let me see, how many of you want to give your life to Jesus? And everybody put their hand again. To me, this was amazing. Without a two-hour sermon, just a, a well, a philanthropic work, won the whole village for Jesus. I think that's amazing. That's amazing. And something else, something else. This Muslim guy, you know, I said to him, but now you're Muslim, you're going to be excommunicated from your, from your family. Because when you say you're Muslim and you come to Christ, of course, you're going to be excommunicated. And he has five wives. I said, so what are you going to do? You know, he said, I will first come to Jesus. The rest will sort itself out. <laughs> that is amazing.
amazing. And even when we left, more stories, more stories and a lot of testimonies. Yeah. Let's pray for the message today. I'm boiling in my spirit. And today Pastor Ryan was on BTM television. That is exciting. Over 150 million people watching us on cable and on satellite. And we are expanding to 200 million. My God. Just sorry for the video. You know, it was anointed. Hope we can tweak something with that sound. But let's pray for that. I think that is very powerful. Where the gospel cannot reach, people are going to hear about Jesus. Yes. All the way from Plum Tree to Kidera to Arua to Djibouti to Tanzania. Just imagine, it's going to be coming from Plum Tree here all the way to Tanzania, to Kenya, they're going to be hearing about Jesus. Wow. That is the definition of discipling nations. You know, the enemy, the enemy was ahead of us. He took over media and, you know, social media and everywhere, preaching whatever they want to preach. But I think it is time for the church to take over what belongs to us. These mediums of media must be used for the glory of God. Glory to God. Amen. Let's say a prayer for America. Let's rise one minute and just say a prayer for America. Let's just say a prayer for America. And these people who play the music, could you help us please? And let's just say a prayer for America. Yeah, just, just lift up your voice and just talk to the Lord. And just say a prayer for this great nation. This great nation. Come and play for us some worship in the background. Hallelujah. Yes, let's declare. Let's declare. Jesus is Lord over this nation. Yes. Yes, Jesus, he is the king of kings, is the lord of laws. Yes, blood of Jesus over this nation. Yeah, come on, come on, pray, pray to the Lord. Yes, release yourself and just pray to him. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will come down. I will heal their land. That's what we are doing this morning. We are agreeing. Shada, we are saying, let your will be done. America belongs to Jesus. Kobashita, Kibalata, Kiabaranaka, Kindobosha. Glory. I'm no longer slave to fear. Come on, lift up your hands and declare. I am a child of God. Abala Shombra de Kata. Yes. I am a child of God. Urabasha. To feed. I am a child of God. Kalala shamba da karaba sitalaba da gaya. 
Keep on, keep on praying, keep on praying. Don't stop. Keep on. Let it flow like a river. Let your prayer flow like a river. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Go ahead. I can't hear you. Yes, go ahead. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Kishananamaya. Yes. Raboshata. Glory. In Jesus' name. Someone shout a good Amen. 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 I want to hear a mighty hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Yeah, we're in, in, in Africa, we shout and we dance and we clap. And so I want to feel at home. So today is going to be different. There will be a lot of shouting and clapping and dancing. Amen. Okay, let's start with Second Timothy chapter 3 um, from verse 1 to 5. In the last days, perilous times shall come, and I'm just interested in that first part of Perea's times. And of course, we know, according to Bible prophecy, the, the Bible predicts that the last days will be chaotic. And not just chaotic, but also we shall experience foundations being destroyed. So we have the the chaoticness. Is that correct English? It's correct English, right? Is my English clear? <laughs> or I need to open the mouth so you can, you look at the mouth and then you listen. Mouth and word, mouth and word, then you'll get me. <laughs> so, uh, so then, we have the, the biblical prophecy predicting that the last days will be both chaotic and also in Psalms chapter 11 and verse 3, he asks a question, when the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous or what do the righteous do? He asks a very interesting question. Of course, you guys are going through an interesting time um, with uh, your political environment of which the church has been heavily involved in prayer. Okay, and we continue to pray for America, and because America is very crucial around the world. If America goes down, the world goes down. Yeah? Yes, uh, just for example, our economy, our budget, a very big chunk of Ugandan budget is funded by America. Not talking about the non-governmental organizations, talking about just America as America. And not just Uganda, many other countries that are third world. 
And not just that, uh, spiritually, America has been of great impact, planting churches, uh, missionary work, uh, humanitarian work, philanthropy work. So this is a nation that is very interesting. Also, in exporting of darkness, America has been very significant. So you can see that either way, either side of the coin, this nation is very crucial. It's very what? Crucial. It's very significant. It's very pivotal. If America goes down, the world goes down. Now, I believe this is how God purposed it. This is your nations have prophetic destiny. They have prophetic purpose. They have callings. Your fathers, great-grandfathers, we are pioneers of the great revivals. Talk about the great revivals in the world. You will trace them back to this nation. Now, the seed never dies. The seed never dies. Now, because there is a seed in the ground, somewhere at some point in time, a generation has to arise and bring back revival, not just to America, but to the nations of the world. And I am praying that this is the generation. With people like Pastor Bridgio, now going on air, the whole of Africa, I am praying that this is the generation that shall bring revival again to the nations of the world. Someone clap your hands to Jesus Christ. But today I want to go through some scriptures. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by God for inspiration and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for training, and in righteousness. All scriptures. Every situation, circumstance, whatever we go through, we need to refer back to the scriptures. If we are to check ourselves, check prophetic timings, check our condition, we, we always have to go back to what? To the scriptures. In John chapter 16 and verse 33, Jesus says, In this world, you will have many troubles. If you are a woman or a man of faith, when you go through troubles, don't ask why. Because Jesus prophesied and he said, you will have many troubles. But he says, take heart, for I have overcome. Okay? So what? Take what? Heart. We're not going, faith is not going to ask why. Faith is going to take heart. Okay? Is that clear? Now, Psalms chapter 34 and verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Okay? But God delivers him from all of them. So, the afflictions of the righteous will be there. But God, okay? The afflictions will be there, but God will deliver him from them all. In Mark chapter 13 and verse 10, Jesus says before he returns, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached extensively. Shall be preached to the ends of the world. And we are seeing that happening now with the internet, with the television, with, uh, of course, preachers traveling um, all over the place. 
But also, importantly, as the gospel is being preached in the last days, be sure there will be a demonic and unprecedented demonic and evil release upon humanity to stop the agenda of God. That is important. Matthew 24 and verse 12, he says, Iniquity shall abound. And the love of many will grow cold. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. Don't touch my microphone. <laughs> you know what they do when they're on the microphone? When the voice goes up, they bring you down. <laughs> Just leave it there. Glory to God. So he, he who endures until the end, he shall be what? Saved. Also Proverbs 24 and verse 10. He who faints in the day of adversity, his strength is small. From those verses, it tells me that it is within our means and ability to strengthen ourselves. By the help of the Holy Spirit, you can strengthen yourself. Okay? You can say to yourself, let the weak say, I am what? I am strong. So it is within our ability. It is up to us to strengthen ourselves. Let's not wait for Biden or Donald Trump to strengthen us. <laughs> Let us strengthen ourselves. Why? Because Trump or Biden is not Lord. Jesus is Lord. If Jesus is Lord, then let God and God alone be my source. Isaiah 35 from verse 3 to 4. Strengthen the feeble knees. Strengthen the feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. Say to those who are fearful in heart, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. With divine tribulation. And he will come to save you. That sounds prophetic. <laughs> Can you put it up? Let's do it together. Let's go. Let's read it together. The whole of it. From verse, the whole of it. Three and four. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Okay, let's go. From verse three and verse four. I want us to read it together in chorus. Okay, let's go. Strengthen. Yes. 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 You come with vengeance. Yes. Amen. He will come and he will save you. It is within our means 
an ability to strengthen ourselves. Okay, in Jude verse 20, he says, build up yourself. <clears throat> build up yourself. Of course, he says, by praying in the Holy Spirit. Build up yourself. Strengthen yourself. Build up yourself. Charge up yourself. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you charge up yourself. You charge it up. You charge it up. And, and what, what seems impossible, what seems far away, what seems difficult, begins to be demystified. By praying in the Holy Ghost. The scriptures also say, uh, do not for, for, do, forbid not to speak in tongues. So that is something we have to do more. More and more and more. To speak those tongues more and more. Because he who speaks in tongues, you know, his mind is unfruitful, but his spirit prays. Okay? In other words, by the spirit, you are going to tackle things in the realm where you cannot understand. Okay? So we need to do that more and more. And it's important we strengthen ourselves for the sake or for the cause of the gospel. For the cause of what? Of the gospel. Because of the gospel we have to be strong because this gospel must be preached to the ends of the earth. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, this is what Paul tells Timothy. He says, petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all men, for all, for, be made for kings and for all those in authority that we may live a peaceful and quiet life. To kings, to all those in authority, that we may live quiet and peaceful life. What is the key to a quiet and peaceful life? Right there. Thanksgiving, petitions, prayers, intercession right there. Petitions, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving for kings and all those in authority that we may live a peaceful and quiet life. Let me say this again. The ballot is important. But a peaceful and quiet life is not coming from the ballot. It is coming from the church. Glory to God. A peaceful and quiet life is a function of our petitions, of our prayers, of our evangelism. In verse 4, he says, who wants all men, all men to be saved. All men, it is the will of God that all men may be saved 
and come to the knowledge of the truth. So two dimensions of the kingdom. Evangelism and discipleship. Okay? He wants all men to, to be saved. We have to evangelize them to come in. We have to preach to them to come into the kingdom in whatever ways. Before anything, let the people give their lives to Jesus. Whatever we are going to do, let's pray for them. Let's evangelize that people may come to Jesus. That is crucial. This is the will of God. That all men may be saved. But apart from that, also that they may come to the knowledge. The knowledge of God takes mentorship, like what Pastor Bridget is doing. It takes discipleship. It takes teaching. Doctrine takes time. To be grounded in doctrine takes a deliberate effort of teaching. There has to be teaching, discipleship, and mentorship. If you are not mentored, you cannot evangelize. You don't see the need. There's no burden because you are not yet matured to that level of, this, of having the burden to evangelize. And in this season, because of the level at which the church was involved in this election, the maturity of the church is going to be tested. It is not God who is on tests. God never changes. Nothing surprises God. God is eternal. The maturity of the church is going to be tested. Of course, it has always been tested. But this is a different dimension of being tested. Our ability to deal not just with the demonic forces, but even from within, they are going to be... And by the way, the enemy within is more difficult to deal with than the enemy without. Jesus says, the, he says, my enemies are my mem the members of my own household. So, this is where the test is going to come from. And our ability to deal with this test, to deal with this, what is being thrown to us, is going to be tested. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, Paul says, when I was a child, I did what? I spoke as a child. I spoke as a child. What we are speaking is going to be crucial. Be slow to speak. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. You know what is maturity? The ability to speak in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It's very easy to speak emotionally. We are pushed, we are tempted, we, are, we want to speak according to how we feel. Because we must, we must be right. There is no way that we got it wrong. <laughs> but let's take a break for a moment.
and let's try to speak by the Spirit. When I was a child, I did what? I spoke like what? A child. I also understood as a child. And I also thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away the childish things. You need to understand the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. Meaning what? Meaning it is eternal. The kingdom of God is not subject to intellectualism. And because it is eternal, it is diverse in operation. And manifestation. If the kingdom manifests in a way that is not fitting into your culture, does not mean it is not the kingdom. Okay? So it is diverse in operation and in manifestation. Ephesians 4, verse 8 to some, he gave to the apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors. Of course, the operation of an apostle is different from an evangelist. An evangelist can come here and say, ultimately, the only thing we have to do is let the souls come into the kingdom. Nothing else God has called us to do. Because he's inbuilt. According to his calling and assignment, his burden, he's built to have this for souls. But the teacher will come and say, ladies and gentlemen, the whole thing we have to do is to be taught. If you are not taught, you're doing nothing. But we have to mature to the place where we understand that there is diversity in the callings. The kingdom is eternal. It's not subject to intellectualism. The intellectual faculty cannot comprehend the spiritual realm. Last time I told you when I was here, I said, you cannot shoot a demon using a bullet. Can you? Probably in palm tree you can shoot demons using bullets. <laughs> okay? I'm not sure if they will take away your guns. I don't know. I'm praying for you. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, prayers, intercessions, and all this, we do so we may have a quiet and peaceable life. In 1 Thessalonians, Chapter 5 and verse 23. May the God of peace sanctify you holy, spirit, soul, and body. Put that up, let's see. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. May the very God of peace sanctify you holy, spirit, soul, and body. Only God has what it takes to deal with a human being. Spirit, soul, and body. Only God. There are stuff that science can deal with. And ideologies can deal with. But ideologies, however perfect they are, and science 
cannot take you to heaven. Am I right? They cannot give you eternal life. Only God can give us eternal life. The very God of peace sanctify us holy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, it says we are not ignorant of the devices of Satan. Let us not be ignorant of his devices. Lest he should take advantage. The greatest environment for demons to function is the environment of fear. Fear! Get out! When God created the world, he prepared a conducive environment for the human being to be effective and productive. He made the trees, he made the seas, and he made all this, and he said, it is good. And he placed man in that environment. In the new covenant, the effective and conducive environment for our productivity is the environment of the Spirit. When the spiritual environment is full of faith, is full of anointing, then we are going to discern correctly. And we are going to be productive. Glory to God. Someone say amen. Someone say yes. This is a conducive environment for healing. I said this is a conducive environment for healing. And I believe today it is possible that you leave that door and never be sick again your entire life. Let me say it again. <laughs> I believe that it is possible Oh, let me say it again in another way. It is impossible that you leave that place and never be sick and, and be sick again. Hmm? What did I say? <laughs> receive your healing in Jesus' name. Lift up your hand and say, I receive my healing in Jesus' name. You know that life and health comes from the word of God? Proverbs 4, 20, 22. Life and health comes from where? From the word of God. For 25 years, I have not fallen sick a single day of my life. No injection, no tablet, no painkiller, no nothing. Never. 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 Some years ago, 1994, the angel appeared to me and gave me a cake that looked like a Bible. And I ate that cake. And after he said, you have eaten the bread that fell from heaven. And from today, you'll not be sick. Until today, God has been faithful to his word. Let's say it together. Life and health is in the word of God. Say it again. 
declare it one more time. You know, faith is in your heart and is in your mouth. As we speak it, it is happening. Okay? It is in my mouth and it is in my heart. Okay, this is the word of faith that we speak. In Matthew 26 and verse 41, I'm about to finish. A good preacher finishes at least five times. That is number one. <laughs> Matthew 6 and 41, watch and pray. I just want that part, watch and pray. Okay, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. For the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So we pray as we watch. Nothing wrong with watching the news. There's everything wrong with not praying. Okay? So you have to do what? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. In James chapter, 5, chapter 5, 16 and 17, Elijah prays fervently. Okay? Elijah prayed. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another. May be healed. The effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly. So, Elijah prayed what? Earnestly. But how did Elijah pray? In First Kings chapter 18, verse 42 to 43, let's see how Elijah prays. Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah goes the mountain. He bowed down on the ground, put his face between his knees, and he said to his servant, go and check. He was watching and praying. Go and check seven times. Go and look, there's nothing. Seven times, he said, go again. Up to seven times of looking, there was no sign. I asked God the other day, why do these powerful miracles of viewers have to always go through a Lazarus situation? It's amazing that sometimes he has to die and has to stink. And then God comes up. Boom! <coughs> miracle happens. <laughs> now, I just thought some of you are starting to sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so seven times he sent his servant to go and watch. And then there was a very small sign. Glory to God. I say, glory to God. So... I want to start to wind up. That's wind up number two. For those of you who are counting, faith, <laughs> faith is surely not in the intellectual or understanding faculty. As soon as we understand this, we're going to see more and more miracles happening in our lives. Pastor Rian is talking about building those wells. Those are billions of money. If you begin, I was sharing with him how we began the, <coughs> the breakthrough media. So far, it, is, it costs over $2 million. And God just supernaturally, I had even never handled even a, a tenth of that money in my entire life. But God provided. And now we are number four. Most watched television in Uganda. Number four. And we are expanding. We are going the whole of Africa. Now we are in five countries. What began as a small hand, the sign of a hand, is now literally unstoppable. You just don't understand the power of media. If the church understood the power of media, we would have invested in media the way CNN and Fox News does. 
Because you can keep telling them. You know, on my show, on TV, Muslims, witches, people give their life to Christ that you would never meet in this ordinary life. It's just incredible. But I guess after what's happening now, many of you are going to wake up. You're going to think, oh, we need to start live streaming. We need to start to go on media. You understand what I'm saying? The devil took a hold of media, possessed the media, and told us it is wicked to go on TV. And we believed it. We believed the lie. Just imagine the CNNs of this world and Fox News of this world belong to the church. What would we preaching? CNN goes all over the world. Everywhere it goes, it is mighty, big, and powerful. Just imagine, CNN was, was a Jesus ministry. That would be amazing. But that is what is happening. We are taking over the airwaves. Glory to God. The spiritual warfare is in the air. We have enough ground troops. We now need to take the battle in the airwaves. Someone say yes. <laughs> so so this, this faith or spirituality is not in the understanding faculty. It is in the spiritual faculty. It is not a function of intellectualism. Okay? Meaning that it is important that we be in the place of faith. Because circumstances will come both individual and corporately. That will happen to us. That are beyond scientific or human comprehension. Things will happen to us that we cannot comprehend mentally. And we will need to engage faith. He who prays in the spirit, his spirit prays. His mind is fruitful. First Corinthians 13 and verse 9, we know in part and we prophesy in part. A friend of mine from the UK called me yesterday. I said, what do you think about the prophets? Did they get it wrong? He said, no. Prophets have one eye. I said, I said, what do you mean? He said, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9. We know in part. <laughs> we prophesy in part. <laughs> I think that was hilarious, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. In Genesis 15 and verse 13, God says to Abraham, Surely thy seed shall be in a strange land that is not theirs, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. But then, Exodus 12, verse 40, 41, he says the time that the children of Israel lived was 430 years. What happened to the prophets? You want to explain it? I don't want to explain it. I want to believe. You understand? Because when you engage into the scriptures making sense, you're going to lose your faith. Why do we believe? We believe because God said Someone say, I believe because God said. My, my own story of praying for the sick, I prayed for so many sick people and they died. 
So many. But also, I've prayed for so many sick people and they have been healed. Why the others were not healed is none of my business. My business is to pray. His business is to fulfill the prayer. Is that right? So if I don't pray, that is when I say, okay, there's something I don't do. But if I've prayed, the rest I will leave to God. I used to fast and I could pray for healing. I wanted to see healing. I said, God, I need to see healing. But the more I prayed for healing and prayed for people, they would not recover. They would just die. Some would become worse and worse. I said, God. And then I fast more. Then, okay, now, no juice, no water, no sleeping. And I could go days and days sitting on the floor. I said, God, next week I am going out to pray for the sick. You said that by his stripes we were healed. So I am not going to eat. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to drink anything. And I'm going to go out. You got to heal everybody. Then I go out after spending hunger, saying hunger for those days. Pray everyone I pray for, no one is healed. Then God spoke to me. He said, the reason you're praying, the reason you're so desperate is because you think you are the healer. You are not the healer. I am the healer. Your job is to pray. My job is to heal. That set me free. That means I don't need to fast to pray for healing. I just need to pray. And he does the healing. That was amazing. It set me free. And after that, the results were phenomenal. Healings began to take place. don't have time to, to do that. I want us to go into prayer. And I want to ask the worship guy, just come. We're going to pray for those. You want to, you're sick, you want to receive Christ, any kind of prayer you need. We just want to minister to you in just a few minutes. It's the will of God that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. In Acts chapter 4, in verse 33, the Bible says, with great power, with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection. With great power, there was undeniable availability of power. It was not subject to debate. It was the power of God was available to heal. And that verse says, great grace was upon all of them. Great grace. I think the next phase of the church <laughs> is the phase of great power and great grace. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord. And great grace was upon all of them. We are entering that phase of great power and great grace. And by the way, everything has always begun from America. Talk about the Azusa's of this world and the great revivals. Not many nations are founded 
on Christian principles like this one. If you go to Africa and you're in a congregation like this one, 50% will have a background of witchcraft and Islam and polygamy. I can bet that 90% of you, your fathers, your grandfathers, we are reverends, we are Christians, we are deacons, we are pastors. That ensures that genealogically you have the Christian root which secures you from witchcraft and other stuff. So just from that point of view, you are blessed already. If you talk to the average African kid, they know nothing about medical insurance. What are you talking about? It is something they read in school. But everybody here knows about medical insurance. I had to read. Well, how does this insurance operate? Because he does not have that privilege. But you have that privilege. He cannot have clean water. He cannot go to school. He have to hustle his way. But you are privileged for a purpose. Because this nation prophetic purpose and assignment of this nation is to be a blessing to the nations. It has always been like that. No matter government changes, it cannot change the prophetic assignment of this nation. Now, I want to conclude by saying this. This is very important. Meaning that the power of America is not the government. The power of America is the church. Is the church who has prayed through. Is the church, the tradition of fearing God that has created the family culture. That has created a certain moral standard. This is the work that has gone through generations. That's why to me, the politics of this nation is very crucial. The power of the church. The church will always be powerful. Lift up your hands. We're going to pray. I have one more verse and then we, we, you can stand up, you can stay seated. If you are an intercessor, you can come to the front. We're just going to spend a few minutes just to pour out ourselves to God. Lay hands on some people. In Second Peter, chapter one, verse eleven, he says, "An entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into His kingdom." This entrance is Jesus that has been supplied to the world, the nations, abundantly. Lift up those hands. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. It has been supplied to us abundantly. The nations will come in. The hungry, the sick, the oppressed, the fearful. They will come and experience the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And each one of us will have that part to play. We have a part to play. However small or big it is, we have a kingdom mandate, a responsibility to be a blessing to these generations. Lord, we thank you for even...
the dear saints at the Plum Tree Church. Today we offer ourselves to you and we are saying let your kingdom come and let your will be done today. Glory to God. Just raise up your voice and just pray to him. Some of you are going to receive an anointing today. An anointing for ministry. You're going to feel it come upon you. Prophets, evangelists, apostles, pastors, teachers, intercessors, ministers of helps, worshippers. You're going to feel it blowing on you. And faith is going to come upon you. A boldness and a faith to break the limits. Not just for yourself, for your family, for your generation, for your communities. That anointing and authority, apostolic authority, is going to come upon you right now. Kabashata. And of course, many of you feel this. You feel the calling. You feel the promptings in the inside of you. But sometimes you say, God, how is this going to happen? How am I going to do it? This is so difficult. <sighs> the grace of God is sufficient. The anointing of God is available. It's going to come upon us today. Receive it now. If you can pray in tongues, go ahead and speak those tongues. Glory to God. Yeah, just go ahead. Mantaka Rasetoya. Go ahead, go ahead. Rasotogaya. Play, play. Ikananamaya. Iakarosofaya. Go ahead, go ahead. Iarobashanda. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the rest of the world. You receive power. Kiabalashata Karashotoda Irasokoraba. Just come, come the front, come the front. You are an intercessor. You have the prophetic calling. You have that call. You feel that calling. Just come, come. We're going to pray to God. You want to give your life to Jesus. You come. Hallelujah. Yeah, don't fear. Don't be shy. Just come, come, come. Come, I want to pray with you. Glory. Glory. There is power in the name Jesus Itatabashika. There is power in the name Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ibaba Sanda. <laughs> you are such a loving God. You are such an amazing God. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Kibaba Salabada. Yarabashantana. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. There is power. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Break it.
Raise up, raise up, raise up, raise up the intercessors. Lord, by your spirit, you raise us up. By your spirit. My God. Break every chain. Break. Akatasapaya. Yes. 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 Oh, Yalosu Talabaya. Rasakanana Mama. My God. Yes, Jesus. Yarabashanda. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your fresh anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Break. Yes. Yes, Lord. Break. Break it. Karabashata. Any kind of prayer support you need, just come. Come to the front. I'm waiting for you. The presence of God is here. Yes, the Spirit of God is here. Yes, glory to God. Burdens are being lifted. Mountains are being moved. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's trust God together. Lord, we are hungry, we are hungry, we are hungry. We are hungry for you. I'm 100% convinced this church has an international mantle. <laughs> it's just like something new is opening up, a new dimension. A supernatural empowerment to reach those heights that we cannot reach in our own might. Lord, we believe. We stand together by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Let the river flow. Let the river flow in a fresh way. <laughs> Supernaturally. Oh, Jesus. Russell. 
Yes, Lord. Let the river flow. We are hungry for you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Kababashanda. Let the river flow. Yes. Touch us, Lord. Touch us afresh, Jesus. Touch us, Lord. Touch us by your mighty hand. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Amen. We are privileged for a purpose. Amen. We're privileged for a purpose. And, um, Part of that purpose is definitely to give, and I want to just um, make mention of this, Pastor Henry, and I can't stay long where we are going to Boone. He's going to be ministering there this afternoon and then come back tonight here uh, at 6.30. I want to invite you to come, but um, we need a TV studio because we need to be on media. I need help with the TV stuff. I need help with being on BTM. That came out of nowhere to me. I mean, God knew, but he didn't give me much notice. <laughs> and... Um, and you know what else? We need a lot of money for wells. You see the fruit of that? How many of you want to receive Jesus? Every single one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. And we're going to dig thousands of wells. Brian had a dream of, of 6,000 wells. And before I even told him this vision. And uh, at any time, God leads you guys to give towards another well. We don't have to wait till the Millionaire Billionaire Club comes up with everything and then they pay for everything. We do nothing. I want to do a well with my family's name on it. I want to come right from my own bank account. From some, I want to have enough to just, here's one well. $8,250 was the last one. I want to do the whole thing as a legacy of the living water of Jesus. Just like, and not put my name on it like, like a monument, but just in my heart, put my name on it. Like, our family did that. Guys, what kind of a, think of the gift of life. And so today, um, tomorrow, whenever, if the Lord leads you to give at the area uh, or on BTM, you have, we, we shared this vision earlier, that if each person in Uganda, in Kenya, Tanzania, the other nations of the world that the network's going to, if each one could give a dollar or one shilling, and we have 200 million viewers, if each one could give one dollar or a shilling, we could do the wells in Uganda three and four times over and move into other countries and do the same thing, and then it's another nation gets saved, then another nation gets saved, then another nation gets saved. The, G, the Word of God asks, can a nation get saved in a day? Well, it can happen pretty quick. We're doing things like that, amen? And the wealth of the wicked is in the storehouse for the just. There's going to be people giving that aren't even believers, but they believe in good water, amen? So uh, I'm going to pray and dismiss this. You, if you have any of that in your heart to be a part of, to help with, we need help. They need help, and uh, we are privileged for a purpose, amen. I think as we tune in to that purpose, you, you will feel more alive doing things. It's better to give than to receive. It is good to receive. We all like gifts. We all love Christmas. But it's so much better to give than to receive. When you give somebody something and you know it touched their heart, man, that does something to you more than Christmas.
when you know you touch them. And so will you guys stand? I'm going to pray. I need to let you go because we, we need to go. Didn't start driving, but uh, God, I thank you for today. That your kingdom knows no end. It has no boundaries. And through the power of TV, through the power of the internet, the power of the Holy Spirit, a place in Plumtree can connect to places all around the world. And it's amazing, God. God, I pray for each one watching us today, each one here. If someone here is struggling with kidney pain, either online or on TV or in, in person, if you're struggling with kidney pain, I command that to go in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes. Man, I feel that virtue leaving me right now. In the name of Jesus. Brand new kidneys. Yes. We cancel that title over you of, of kidney disease. Healed in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. We just bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. If you want to stay longer, if you want to pray, you're welcome to. Uh, but Patrick and I, unfortunately, we have to leave and start heading towards Boone. So God bless you. See you tonight at 630. Bring some friends. We're going to have some more fun with the Lord tonight.